0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
1: Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, if you're a regular listener of Coast View, you know that we had the opportunity last week to spend time with an independent missionary, uh, Laurie Jackson, who is in Ukraine. And uh, she's been in Ukraine since 2005. We told her story. I met her through my cousin's daughter, Michelle Tice, who lives in Alabama and Michelle and I, and we stay in touch with one another. She's just a terrific person. She's she's uh, actually adopted two sons from Ukraine, and at least with one of the sons, uh, she was assisted in in some ways with by Laurie Jackson. And, uh, and that's how I got to know Laurie. So Laurie and I had a terrific conversation last week. And uh, with all this happening in Ukraine and with it being on everyone's mind, we thought we would ask asked Laurie to come back again and just uh, give us an update and give us the opportunity to talk to some people who are there. And she actually has a couple of people from Ukraine that she is going to introduce us to here shortly. But before we uh, before we go any further, let me first of all welcome you back, Laurie. God bless you. I know it's been difficult the last few days for you guys but um how are you doing
2: um we're okay pressing on um and yeah but for the most part we see god's hand we see him helping us um help others and so uh trying just to be faithful with what we're given right now
1: so when we talked before, uh, I may in case you missed the conversation with Laurie before, Laurie's been involved in uh, you know she does she does independent missionary work so it's sort of whatever's needed that's sort of where she focuses her time she's worked with foster children she's done uh, just terrific work and she does it in a, she's a very Christian based approach. Uh, she uh, she she lived on the river in Kiev and uh, found herself in a position where she needed to leave Kiev. They came over to western Ukraine with the thought, at least last week, obviously, we were thinking this is sort of a safe place to be. But, you know, if you're watching the news today, you know that there have been sort of sporadic bombing happening all, all over uh, Ukraine and more recently in western Ukraine. Uh, in western Ukraine, so we don't get the we don't get the feeling that that you, where you are is particularly safe. For anywhere in Ukraine is not particularly safe. But um, but but Laurie had an opportunity to leave. She chose to stay, and they have just put together this kind of hodgepodge effort where they're where they're bringing supplies where appropriate to certain places they're helping people get back over to the border they're helping families uh, unfortunately she's having to deal with families that are that are that are being separated and that's just 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 very very difficult. But uh, but Laurie, give us kind of a sense of what's going on today. And did you, Could you know, I don't know, we, we haven't said where Laurie was. She's in western L- Ukraine. That's as best as we're going to be able to tell you. But um, but you you obviously have a sense that the bombing has, has increased in that area. And to what extent did that raise the temperature there for you?
2: Um, it's kind of a hard question to answer because I um, I don't know, like even when we weren't keeping, we were kind of expecting things to start. So when things started, like we kind of knew that was coming and and here too, it's kind of like that, like we're, um, we're not prepared, but we know that anything's possible. And so just trying to be alert and aware of what's going on around us, but also, um, yeah, just paying attention. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, what you did is you sort of settled where you are now, and this effort that you have developed is based on the current need, whatever that might be, and, uh, and you, and in this, this hodgepodge group of people who really want to serve have come together, and give us a sense of what you're doing right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, um, I can see how the Lord has um, led us to this point. Um, most of us have worked together in some capacity, um, with different projects in the past. And, um, and so we kind of have a community that has been building, um, over the years. And so it's just really beautiful to see the church being the church, um, in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of the horrors that are happening in our country. Um, And so I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like God has prepared us for this time and he's prepared us to be together during this time.
1: One of the things that you and I talked about the other day is that, and I, I, lo- I lo- love the way you said that, is that you had this community. And it's this integrated community, and they're dispersed really all over the the, the, the country of Ukraine. You've, you've been able to uh, have sort of an a, a ongoing communication. You guys have had the ability to connect with people who are missionaries and doing work. Uh, all over the country. Are you able to stay in contact with them even today? I know that last week you you sort of reported you, a lot of communication was taking place, but are you still in touch with these people all over the all over the country?
2: Yeah, this is actually one of the biggest blessings that we've had and something I would ask for continued prayer for is that we, are, we have good communication and we've been able to stay in touch for the most part um, with people on the ground. There have been moments and times when in hotspot areas, there hasn't been communication with specific people um, or groups of people. But, um, but overall, um, throughout Ukraine, it's been probably one of our biggest blessings for sure.
1: One of the things that I that I read about was the efforts to get supplies into Kyiv. And we'll come back to that in just a second. I, I wonder about with the uh, situation there ramping up, how is that, you know, is that even possible today? And we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But one of the things that you and I talked about um when uh, when we talked last week was how so many families are sort of making that track as we as you have sort of become a lifeline in that journey, which we all know in America is this humanitarian crisis. Um, tell me about uh, the, the kind of the evolution of what you guys are doing today.
2: Um. So yeah, once we were on the ground here, um, we realized that there was a need. Um for people to get out, um, to help them find roads that were safe to travel, um, and also to, like you were saying, to get supplies in. Um, and so obviously the only way to do that is if you have a vehicle that can do that. So, um, so we were, I don't know, two days in, I guess, and um, one of my friends who's here with me said, uh, we need a van. And um, we're like, yeah, that would be great. And we went to bed and woke up the next morning and he says, we need four vans <laughs> and um and we could be do it faster be more efficient have place in different places and um and so uh I don't know. We all kind of thought he was a little bit crazy, but we're willing to jump on the crazy wagon with him and and just threw the need out there and said, Hey, this is our dream. And, um, and we had so much response from friends and family, um, right away. And so now we do have these four vehicles that are able to, um, to travel around the country right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why don't we bring, why don't we bring Sasha into the conversation? (laughs) Sasha, can, can you, why don't you join, um, Laurie's there, uh, and can you guys actually, can you see us yet? Can you see us? On, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent, excellent, excellent. Sasha, how are you doing?
3: I'm good, thank you.
1: And where are you from, Sasha? Uh,
3: I'm original from Ukraine, from small city near Dnipro.
1: Yeah, so, um, and are you are you personally in missionary work as well?
3: Uh, no, I'm a photographer. Uh, You're a photographer, Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a photojournalist and professional studio photographer.
1: So, is that what you, you you do that? That's what before the war. That's what you did day in and day out. You were a professional yeah. photographer. Yeah. What did you specialize in?
3: Uh, in photography. Yes. Uh, I work. Uh, sorry for my English. It's not yes. perfect. Uh, I'm I was working for two biggest TV channel in Ukraine and uh, shot a lot of uh, uh, TV star, uh, worked yeah. in the studio, so, yeah.
1: So do you have a family, Sasha? Uh,
3: yeah, I'm married. Uh, I have a wife.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sasha, uh, I was actually staying with Sasha and his wife, Lisa, when everything started. That's, this is who I came here with.
1: Oh, right. That's right. Well, uh, uh, you're the one that she lived with in Kyiv
2: yeah it's who I was
1: with for the week before um yeah, yeah. okay right right okay so so Sasha um so here you are and uh, you're a former professional photographer what drives you today in terms of what you guys are up to today what I mean what is it that's what is it that you are so determined to give back in this moment
3: um I don't know it's hard question because we have a war and uh, we we just want to help how we can and we just want to do what what we can every day if we if we can uh, evacuate people we do this if we uh, can buy uh, vehicles uh, to help evacuate these people. We do this if we can, like, take a food and um, And send it. And send it to uh, like uh, war zone. We, we do this. So so why don't
1: we do this? When we come back, we'll continue this part of the conversation with Laura Jackson and and her friend Sasha as we continue to talk about what they're up to in Ukraine these days. We'll see you after the break.
0: Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the Coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk, Mississippi Gulf Coast, 103.1.
1: Welcome back to Coast uh, I am so honored to have the opportunity to visit with my new friend, Laurie Jackson, who is an independent missionary in Ukraine. And she's coming to us with her friend, Sasha. We have another friend that we're going to introduce here shortly. But with her friend, Sasha, who are in western uh, uh, Ukraine, and their goal is to help wherever they can. And And, and Sasha... Um, when, uh, when we went to break, we were just sort of talking about how you were an, a, a, a professional photographer, and now here you find yourself in the midst of the war just trying to figure out how you can help. And um, and uh, it's, um, it's inspiring what you guys are doing. And one of the things I want I, I want to come back to your dream about the Vans and how quickly that came to fruition. But what I wanted to ask you uh, was one of the questions that I asked Laurie last time we talked was to describe – the heart and soul of a Ukrainian. You know, what is it that's connects her so strongly to that to that country. And what she described to me felt familiar to me. It felt very familiar to me in terms of how coastal mississippians and coastal I always say you know alabamians and how we feel about this part of the country we live in. And I can't imagine what it would feel like to have to fight for it, but believe me we would. There's a there's a connection with there's a sense of place that we're connected to. And buildings don't make a community, the people make the community people oftentimes forget that. But what, tell me, what is it about you? What, tell me about the heart and soul of Ukrainians, uh, Sasha? I
3: don't know. Ukrainian people are really open and uh, welcomed and uh, um, want to help. And uh, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and I talked last time just yeah about how mm, uh I had some other friends a Ukrainian uh and his wife um who's American and they were talking about um just about how when you meet a Ukrainian on the street, most Americans would say they seem very harsh, like they're um, kind of stoic faces and things like this. But the second you like interact with them, um, they're so open and automatically you're, I don't know, invited into the home and they want to take care of you. Um, and I feel like this is just something that Ukrainians do really well is take care of each other.
3: Yeah, and uh, l- uh, second day when war starts, uh, we... Um, mm, uh,
2: got together here
3: and talk to each other how what what can we do and we create like uh, it's not official but we like a volunteer and we call ukraine and like we like together and want to help so yeah
1: Yeah. so so and what we'll do is continue this and laurie what you can do is uh, you sort of kind of build the answer to the question and then Sasha, when he feels comfortable, can add more to the to the picture. So Sasha has this idea um, Okay, first of all, let's start with this because this is before, before the idea of the Vans came to fruition. You guys saw that you, you, you begin to see all these families start to pass through there. Explain sort of that evolution, uh, Laurie. <laughs>
2: So um, when we were on the way to the border, um, our friends uh, who are also here, Roma and and his wife and little boy, um, were also on their way to the border and they actually made it to the border before we did. Um, and uh, and it was after we had heard that they weren't letting men out if they were between certain ages. Um, and so we weren't sure uh, if Roma and his family were going to be able to leave or not. And so we were just in contact and not just with him. We were in contact with several different friends and family during the time as we were traveling. But um, so Roma and his uh, wife and son got to the border and they were told that Roma wasn't going to be able to leave um and so it was roman and his family who actually um had connections here where we are now um and they came back and called us and um and so we decided to come here and stay for the night but there were also other people who had left kiev um who were here as well and so when sasha talks about us getting together um he's talking about um a group of people that we all kind of had we knew someone who knew someone who knew someone and uh, all had connections here and so um, the first morning after we woke up, we all met together and said, okay, um, this is the situation we're in. What are we going to do? Uh, and the first part of that was to help the women and children who were here find places to be um, across the border. And so that was kind of the first step in this whole like process of what's happening now.
1: Okay. And then this whole notion of the vans came up. So what, okay so the so the vans are about mostly moving supplies but but also moving families what's what's the purpose of the vans
2: uh yeah both of those two things for sure um and I can't say that one uh, outweighed the other obviously people's lives Um are the most important to us, Um, but the food and supplies going in are also helping provide for um, people to be able to survive where they are. Not everyone can get out, not everyone can leave, but if we can get them food, hopefully they can survive. If we can get our defenders what they need to defend, hopefully this will end sooner. I don't know.
1: Okay, so you have four vans. You had the thought of, Sasha had the thought of a van. And then before you knew it, you had four vans, and you—you uh, you, you, you named the vans. I thought that was interesting. You actually named the vans, and you—you—you uh, you know, you, you gave them Ukrainian names, but you—you you gave us what the what the translation was. Yeah, what's the English translation for the names of each of the four vans?
2: Okay, so we have the first, um, which was obviously the first, <laughs> um, and after the first. Bo- Bo- three, Bo- three. Three. uh-huh energetic was number two
3: and you're watching energetic um,
2: and his name is energetic because he's not so energetic and yeah. has a lot of quirks yes um, but we like him
1: yeah <laughs> We're well, well Lauri that's that's God, it's such it's such a human thing to do to put 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 a put a personality on a van and that helps you understand where you know where a certain you know where a certain van and you you, you and by having the name for it obviously it helps you track them as well but i was surprised that one of the first things you guys did was just fill the van full of supplies and one of the vans went into kiev is that a regular thing you guys are doing
2: um, we hope to yes uh huh
1: so is it, can you can you get into kiev now is there, there are routes into kiev still
3: Mm-hmm. To, today, uh, like our uh, f- like first van uh, come back from Kyiv to Lviv, and after that, to our direction. So, yeah.
1: Wow. So, go ahead, Lauren, were you going to say something?
2: Just that, yeah, there are roads that you can't take right now, um, both in and out. But uh, our team is really good about knowing where those are and paying attention and keeping up to date on which roads um, are able to be traveled right now.
1: Okay so is there okay so I don't know the answer to this question I only know from what I see in the news but is the can as you plan a trip to Kiev is the, is the bombing indiscriminate to some extent or is it somewhat is there a pattern somewhat to it so that you can decide whether it's safe to go at this moment or not it's
2: um, a hard question yeah. um, I don't think I think it's more indiscriminate. Um,
1: so each. There's
2: some, each sometimes yeah. there's warning. Sometimes people say something might happen. Like, pay attention here. Pay attention to this. Um, but for the most part, you just don't know.
1: So when you you call them defenders, the 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 Ukrainian army and those who have chosen to be part of the defense effort, from where I'm sitting. It appears that they have been unbelievably effective. Unbelievably effective. Um, is that is that the word there too?
2: Um. Yeah. I don't know. Um. We're really proud uh, of our friends, um, of our family, of um, yeah, of the people who are fighting for our freedom.
1: So Sasha, you know many people who are fighting, don't you? Yes. And um, are you able to be in touch with them?
3: Uh, yeah, today I call three of them who in a different part uh, in a in a country.
1: Do you know friends? do you have friends in Maripol?
3: um in Marubal now it's really hard situation um yeah we, we, we can't uh, we can't get through huh to people yeah because yeah, now it's really really hard situation
1: yeah in that's, yeah that's that's been just that's been torturous to, to watch um, why don't we do this we're going to come back on the other side we'll continue our conversation with Laura Jackson an independent missionary from Ukraine and her friend Sasha we're going to introduce you to another one of her friends here shortly and uh, and just continue the conversation so you can get a sense of where they're, where they're coming from I want to actually know if they've set up a, a GoFundMe uh, page so we can see if there's ways that we can contribute directly to their efforts we'll do that after this break See you soon.
0: and live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super
1: 103.1 FM Welcome back to Coast View. Um, one of the w- real honors I have in doing this show is the show is the ability to kind of reach out And um, and talk to people who matter to us here in coastal Mississippi. And I I can't imagine that there's a single coastal Mississippian that doesn't watch what's happening in Ukraine, doesn't doesn't constantly think and pray about what's happening in Ukraine and not think of the amazing people who were there. And I'm honored to have made friends with Laurie Jackson, an independent missionary. Uh, who has chosen to stay in the country and sitting with her today is a professional photographer in his real life until the war happened, Sasha. Sasha. Uh, who is uh, part of this like this crew of people that have found each other and who are wanting to find ways to help it might, it might be transporting families to the border it might be um, it might be praying with families it might be you know working with gathering supplies and bringing them to the appropriate help uh, the, the appropriate place uh, I mean it's going to be interesting to see how your effort evolves laurie over time because um, you're just trying to hit meet needs and the needs have to be dramatic and must be increasing with each passing day how do you really assess what the needs are
2: um we don't really they come to us um and yeah just constant phone calls of people telling you what they need and where they need it and constant like trying to just make connections even um, around us. So, of course, there are needs that we can't meet, but we hope that we can find someone who can. And the community has been, like we've been talking about, has just been yeah. really helpful and finding people who can find people who can find people who can help each other.
1: So, so okay, Laurie, um, I saw one of the vans when it arrived back to where you're located now, and it was just jam-packed. Mm-hmm. Where where did you load all of those supplies? Where did those supplies come from?
2: Um the van that you saw, I believe, was packed in Poland. Um and sent in with humanitarian aid from there.
1: Wow. And what would be what what's give us an idea what's inside that van?
2: Um, all sorts of things. Um sleeping vans. Yeah, sleeping bags. Um yeah. Diapers, food um, Medical supplies uh, Clothes mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, wow Hey Sasha, before we introduce our, our our next guest Is there anything that you would like to say uh, If you were just speaking to Americans What would you like us to hear From your perspective?
3: Um, I don't know I I just want to ask, I think, pray, uh, and uh, if, uh, if y'all can help something, do this. Uh, if you can pray, do this. Um, we here. We fight for our freedom, and we will do this to the end, and we hope everything will be good and God will be with us.
1: Yes. Sasha, God bless you, my friend, and uh, hopefully we'll see you uh, in the next week or two when we when we touch base again with with Laurie. You're an inspiration, and uh, I'm, I'm so sorry that this is happening. Uh, but you know your your willingness to to risk your life to help others in this moment is inspiring, and and believe me we will pray for you and all of those around you and for your country and and hope for the best that is for sure uh like i said buildings don't make a community the people do and in your case you're you're not leaving your country and i and i see that clearly anyway it's a pleasure to meet you sasha nice
3: to meet you and thank you sir for everything
1: yes sir okay so laurie why don't you introduce your 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 next friend and uh tell me about who he is
2: uh, so, I actually met Andre um, the year he turned 16. <laughs> so, he was a camper at one of the camps that I was working at, and he and his family are very special to me. Um, and yeah, so.
1: Well, why don't, he can come on and tell him to come on over and sit down with you. Yeah. I'm here. Hello. Hey, how are you doing?
4: I'm good, thank you.
1: So, you've known Laurie for a very long time?
4: Oh, yeah. She's like part of a big family.
1: How do you describe Laurie? How, if you were telling someone about Laurie, this American who's come to your country, how what would how would you describe her?
4: Oh, that's so hard. Um, uh, this is the person that will be first to help.
1: Yeah. The first Laurie, what a sweet thing to say. It's so so precise. The first to help. So tell me, tell me about Andres.
2: Uh, Andres another dreamer. I don't know. It must be a Ukrainian thing. Um, But yeah, just someone who's very dedicated um, to what he does to his family, to his work, to us now.
1: Yeah. So Andres, what did you do? What did you do before the war?
4: I'm uh, self-employed. I'm a software developer. Um, also the founder of um, e-library for Christian Books, one of the biggest ones, probably. Um, yeah, so I was just develop- developing software.
1: Wow. So uh, how do you view what you do now? What, how do you describe what you do now?
4: Um, trying, uh, like, looking for the spots uh, where to help. And we're just trying to do what we're best at. Yes. someone is best in finding things. Someone is good as a driver. Someone is nice about negotiation, about like finding humanitarian help or getting best vans or transporting vans in here, or like whatever. Someone is great at cooking for us, which is also a big blessing. Yeah. Uh That someone's taking care of that. That's yeah. huge.
1: Yeah. Hey, so so your your English is good so um where did you where did you master your English
4: uh, <laughs> um I don't know it so happened that uh we've been using English since teenage. uh yeah and also been working a couple of years in um bank of New york and basically, yeah, I just must have for your work for special for i t developer
1: yes. Yes, um, that's that's uh, that's that's really incredible. Um, so if you think about what you guys are at, like, what I, what I want to know is like, what do you, as you, Laura, let's come back to you for a second because it's interesting. You have these, you have all, all these people that you that have gathered, like like Sasha and Andreas and others. How do you okay? How do you decide who's going to do what? Because so much of what you're going to do is, so much of it is not safe. And how how do you rationalize that? I mean, talk to me about uh, uh, defining duties and who's going to do what in this effort that you have to help others.
2: Um, Honestly, again, I think it's the Lord and his direction. Um, Everything happened so fast and was so unexpected. Um, And I feel like all of us are kind of in roles that weren't roles that we're usually good at or roles that we, like, think that we should be doing. Sasha's talking about being a photographer, um, and here he is, like coordinating and, um, and strategizing. Um, uh, the fact that I'm talking to you is nothing I would ever even think to do in my normal life. Before the war started, um, the New York Times had approached me and I was like, no, I don't want to talk to you and, um, and several other like media outlets. And so I had no intention of, um, of doing things on social media or talking to people, um, about my life or what's going on. Um, but all of us just kind of saying we're going to do whatever we can, and if this is what I can do, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's I feel like everyone's kind of in that same boat here.
1: Well, well Andres, you'll know this as a, as a software developer, and as Laura, you clearly understand this because you're a good communicator. One of the things that we learned after Hurricane Katrina here in coastal Mississippi is that. And and we were recognized uh, for that effort to cover the the storm with a Pulitzer, is that. It's important to tell the story as as from as many angles as you possibly can. You're just another angle. People want to humanize. They want to understand the human condition. They want to understand what you're going through, what Andres is going through, what Sasha is going through, what the families that you deal with are going through because the, in the in that ability to connect, certainly they can pray for you. That's that that is for sure. But they can figure out how they can help, how they can how they can uh, do what needs to be done. You know, it, it, we too often, too often in news coverage, the the coverage is about the war, the latest move as it relates to the war, what's happening on the the political front, what's happening on the negotiation front, you know, all of that. And and there's there's certainly a lot of efforts to try to tell the story that's happening on the ground, but because of technology. You're in a very unique position to be able to say what's happening in your corner of the world. We've chosen to stay. we brought these people together, and and we're going to help, and here's what we're doing. And your ability to tell that story is uh, is going to be important, and and the more people who hear your story, the better. Why don't we do this? Uh, we're going to come back for the final segment of Coast you after this break, but this is an independent missionary, Laura Jackson in Europe – excuse me, in Ukraine – and her friend Andres, and we'll uh, we'll see uh, then when we get on the other side. See you after this break.
0: Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coastview with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1.
1: Welcome back to Coastview. I have uh, Laurie Jackson with us. From Ukraine, uh, she is an independent missionary from the United States, but she's been in Ukraine since 2005. And her friend Andreas, who is a software developer, and I get the sense that you probably had some success in your life, Andreas, because I meant you mentioned that you had uh, communication with New York and um, you, you've you've uh, have a successful website of some sort. Uh, but you had a it sounds to me like you had a pretty viable business prior to the war.
4: Yeah, it it was, it was, um, I like it because I had enough freedom to be, to to have more time with family. And at the same time, I was able to, um, get, get money for living. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Tell me about your family.
4: Uh, I'm married for almost 13 years. Uh, I have a wife and two kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And tell me about your kids.
4: Um, they are awesome, cute guys. I miss them. By the way, this is the hardest part here. Like, I really yeah. miss them. I really want to talk to them. But at the same time, I don't want them. Like, I don't want it make harder for them to, like to miss me, you know. Yes. I mean. um, so yeah, uh, Sam is my older son. He's six. And Sonia, she's three and something.
1: Yes, yes. I, I have uh, grandkids that age, and I know how important their relationship is with their father. And uh, where are they now?
4: Uh, they are in Croatia.
1: They're in Croatia? Yeah. Where Where in Croatia?
4: Uh, it's just some like uh, small we- village. We had some friends who offered us to use apartments to stay there.
1: Well, I'm, Andreas, I'm, it's amazing you said Croatia, because my wife's uh, family is from Croatia, and uh, and we we visited there not long ago. Um, and we actually went to Split, and we used that sort of a base station, and traveled to Dubrovnik, and then went went north, and really took took in the entire the entire uh, uh, you know. Country and what an amazing, wonderful country that is. Um, we- so they're in a they're in a good place with amazing people. Who my sense is, and I haven't been to Ukraine, but the people of Croatia, because of their past uh, with Yugoslavia, et cetera, uh, they understand what you're going through. And the people there are deeply, deeply connected to their country, and, I'm so, so, and probably exactly the same way you're connected to your country. So. Yeah, I believe your 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 wife and kids are in good hands in Ukraine. I mean, excuse me, in Croatia for the time being. Biloxi, this place where I am is full of Croatians. Uh, Lots of Croatians came here, uh, and. you know, like second and third generation families here uh, of all of all, I mean, you would recognize many of the names. And uh, so there's a quite quite a connection there. But what would you before we say goodbye to you, Andreas, what, what would you like to say to the people of America?
4: Um, you know, people in America um, would see situation in ukraine like ukraine is somewhere so far away like some problems here are not really related to their usual life but i'm really thankful for everyone who is involved into helping us who is not staying apart who is trying and searching for opportunities to help and this is just amazing yeah yeah this shows who is really um who friend who are your friends
1: yeah you 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 are us in so many ways and believe me people are beginning to see that in ways they never had seen this before this war is changing perceptions around the world in ways that will never change now, from now on, and uh, you know, we're we're praying for you, my friend. And I look forward to touching base with you. Uh, at least, uh, when touching base meaning we will talk again in the near future. Is I really? I'm honored to have met you. Stay safe, my friend. Um, hope that you and your family will re- reunite soon. And uh, and so, th- thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Thank Laurie. You. Why don't we come back to you? What I want to what I want to know, Laurie, specifically, because what you describe is a scenario where f- f- friends and family, are sort of hodgepodge people, are just giving you some some financial assistance that's helping you do what you do. You don't have a nonprofit set up. You don't have a GoFundMe page set up. You're literally just collecting money from friends and family to be able to go buy stuff to help families and to provide uh, uh supplies for people how if someone wanted to give how can they give
2: mm-hmm. well um yeah like we just haven't made time to research or figure out how to do anything else there's too much going on here so friends and family have been donating through my paypal account um that i've just had for years um and so it was what was there um yeah.
1: so, can yeah. can you would you mind telling us how we would do that if we wanted to do that
2: uh, so my email address is lorichka, L O R I T C H K A at gmail dot com.
1: Okay, okay. So we'll, Cal, you got that? I'm I'm assuming yes. We'll we'll get that, and we'll make sure that connection is made to this this video when it gets posted, and with the post on social media as well. Um, and we'll try to do everything we can to bring attention to that to that uh, to that address. So, Laura, you are. You are an inspiration. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys, the last thing you have to do is sit down and talk to me on this show. But believe me, it makes a difference. just going to touch people. And it's Sasha's story and Andrea's story and so many other stories like theirs are going to, uh, I think, compel others to really want to figure out what they can do. Oftentimes, as, as, as Andre said, it's happening off in this distant place. But when we can put a face and a voice and a family... And a missionary and a team of people who are trying to do what they can do to make a difference. I call you the thousand points of light. You're just trying to find where you can contribute and make a difference and fill gaps. We're filled with those kind of people here in coastal Mississippi. And I thank you for for honoring me with the opportunity to meet you and talk to you and, uh, and to stay in touch with you. God bless you, my friend. And we'll talk again really soon.
2: Thank you for your time. And like Andre said, thank you for not being indifferent to what's going on.
1: Yeah, we are not going to be indifferent. That is for sure. Have a great day and we will see you tomorrow. Mm
0: Supertalk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1 A Supertalk Mississippi Media Production.